0: Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm Jim Oliver, your host, and with me today. I'm really excited to have this guest back for the second time, Mike Gandolfo. Mike, thank you for sh- joining us today. But
1: hey, man, I'm excited. Am I the first repeat guest? You are the first repeat guest. Oh, man, that's such an honor. <laughs>
0: I I, I uh, I'm so thankful that you're here. And you know, we talk uh, at least on a regular basis. Probably not as much as I'd like to to talk to you, but every time I talk to you, you're always positive and you're always on point. And I think that, you know, we're still kind of in the middle of this, uh, whatever you want to call it, crazy times. And and I love people that are not letting that uh, slow them down. And um, in crises, there's always opportunity or, you know, whatever way you want to say it, you know, when the, the, you know, what hits the fan or the blood hits the floor, it's people respond in those times. And so, um, you know, audience, Mike is responding in a huge way during these times. And I think that I'm really excited to bring this information to the audience because I'm, I, I know that it's going to touch some people, Mike. So
1: Mike, can I, touch you, can I touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. I just triggered all kinds of thoughts in my head and I, um, but you're exactly right. So like, I own a real estate brokerage, and as soon as everything started to kind of look like, hey, you know, there was a there was fear. I mean, the just like we talk about all the times with money and whatever else, there's so much motivation by by fear through the media or fear through the government or whatever else might happen. So much fear was coming at us that we immediately took action at our real estate office with our agents. We completely changed our language. It was like we were the word crisis was not coming into the office. Um, And we did not, we were never going to focus on what we couldn't do or what we didn't have. It was going to be 100% this is what we can do. This is what our clients need from us. They need to hear from us. They need to know that we care about them. There was no better time for us to demonstrate the care for our clients than at the beginning of the shelter in place movements that were going on throughout the United States. And I, I'm telling you, Jim, it's been amazing because now beyond that, and this will go straight into some of the other talking points that I know we're going to get to. Beyond that, we were also able to, um, you, all, you know, I'm a big fan of the 12-week year, um, but right now, like no one knows what's going to look like in 12 weeks. But right. we can, with a lot of, you know, we can kind of guess what four weeks from now kind of looks like. So we started going to work with our agents on developing these four-week plans. And then specifically inside those four-week plans, how are you going to change your messaging or your talking points with your clients so that we can kind of progress them? So I've had, we've had the best two-and-a-half-month span in our company's history, mainly because we chose to take a different route. And I've got a brand-new agent who's, who just celebrated being in the business for a year, She's a single mom with two kids under the age of 5. She lost her arm in a drunk driving accident in Las Vegas a couple years ago. She has every excuse not to perform, and she during this time went to work and beat her annual her, beat her transaction goal for the year. <laughs> That's so hard. When we're talking about hey, all this stuff happened in crisis. Yeah, it did. But there's there is all this opportunity. There's this opportunity to reconnect with the family. There's this opportunity to you you know the big opportunity for me is that all these distractions kind of melted away, and all of my busy schedule became just kind of eased up a little bit, and then I could really go to focus on a couple key objectives. And things presented themselves in such a way. And we're going to talk about one of those things I think today, but. As as life got decluttered for us, you could prioritize easier and really make some just unbelievable quantum leaps in some areas, and that's exactly what's happened for us because we just chose to take a different perspective on what was going on.
0: You know, I, I love the way that you say that. Is it's kind of like uh, um, when you hit a crisis you know, you put your foot on the gas, not on the brake. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because there was a week Mike that, uh, I don't know, it was like five or six o'clock on a, on a Friday. And my wife looked at me and she said, honey, do you think it was a good idea for you to buy a new car, a new house and a business all in during this, uh, pandemic? And I said, absolutely. I think it was a good idea. I, if I didn't think it was a good idea, I wouldn't have done it. But the whole thing was, is that when everybody else is shutting it down, great, then I got less competition, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to go, right? When the, the, when the car dealership doesn't have anybody, uh, I'm the only guy in the dealership, right? And I'm the only guy without a mask in the dealership for sure. And everybody's acting like we're all you know, contagious is you can really negotiate a good deal on a car, especially when you got cash, and uh, from your insurance contract, right. Is you going to be amazed what kind of deal you can get on a car, same thing on a house. And then on the business, it was just a great opportunity and a, and a, and a, and a great partner. So,
1: you know, the, the housing side though is, has been pretty interesting on our front because the, the narrative I think that's out there to the public and what's actually happening inside the real estate markets. Now, every real estate market's different, but it, so I can only really speak to what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, people got bored very quick shopping for real people realized what they did not like about the house that they were in shopping for real estate is relatively safe cons, you know, considering all the activities that you can do here and our governor um although our governor has been extremely cautious in a lot of ways he never shut down the real estate world here in, in Louisville or in Kentucky as, as a whole and our market actually strengthened Throughout the, throughout the coronavirus pandemic than uh, weekend. So we measure in terms of months of inventory and we are, as a market as a whole, we're right around a month and a half of inventory. So, wow. uh, and so six months is a normal market. It's not a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So a month and a half is an extreme seller's market and right. in the sweet spot of the market where it's, you know, that where most of our activity happens, we're like at two weeks of inventory. So I, and I posted this in all of Jefferson County, which is where Louisville is. We had just over a thousand active listings yesterday, a thousand and forty. Wow. We need that number to be at 5,000 active listings. So we are literally 4,000 active listings away from having a stable market. And because sellers think they, they think like right now is not a great time because of everything that's going on. The reality is, is that buyers are out there and we do not have enough inventory. nowhere we're close to enough inventory to uh, for the demand that's out there. And so supply and demand happens and the real estate market strengthens. And along with that, the interest rates are continually to be very competitive. And we're seeing, um, we're seeing the market just hum and, you know, we have not seen really that much uh, effect from unemployment. Um, Mainly, I, I, you know, I don't know if that's just because of where the unemployment happened in that sector, but everything has just been humming along and moving along. So it's been extremely competitive here, real estate wise. And I think that's the consistent with the story that I'm hearing in most areas. I do see, I hear like in Chicago, I hear that uh, in in actual downtown Chicago, that a lot of the listing, that a lot of things are popping up on the market, and then that might be a situation because of the protests and whatever else, and that things might sit, that there might be some more opportunities in those in those urban markets. But I mean, I think the majority of real estate markets are kind of experiencing similar to what we are, where the inventory is extremely low. You know,
0: yeah, you know, um, Mike, I want to bring up a point from, from a customer perspective, from a buyer's perspective, because <clears throat> actually one of the uh, Buffini White Hats, she pointed this out to me. And she, she said then she's in California and she said, so you bought a house, you know, uh, you know, tell me about it. Tell me why you bought the house or how did it happen? Or, you know, um." and I had a, I had a realtor here in Southwest Florida say to me, um, what would check all the boxes? Right. Right. What would be the perfect property for me? And I gave him, you know, all of the things, water access, new construction, contemporary design. Now, by the way, that's tough in Southwest Florida, that contemporary design and uh, beach club. And I gave him like my wish list. Right. Yep. He didn't ask me price. He didn't ask me any of those things. He came to me the next day and he said, I got a house I want you to look at. I looked at it and made an offer that day. And, um, and she said that, that, that like reinforced it for her. And I know you guys that are real like, like you Mike and your top guys out there that you guys get that part of it. But if there's any young realtors that are out there, like it's checking all the boxes or as many as you can, because then the rest of it, you know, I, I didn't haggle the price. We negotiated it within an hour. And, um, it was just an easy transaction because I it was everything that I wanted. And, um, and I think that that's important to focus on not the commodity of whatever you do. We're all, we, we're all in sales one way or the other, but not, don't focus on the commodity of it, focus on the value of it. For me, it was the value of that lifestyle in that house, in that neighborhood, all of, all of the things that I was going to get and uh, that made it that really where the price wasn't that important. You know, I mean, it, you know, you have a price range, but I mean, the guy already knew what price range I
1: was in. So um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, the, you know, you know, I'm a big believer in the go-giver. So the value uh, is always prior as, as priority number one. And in someone who works in a commission based business, I always want to give more in value than I take in payment i don't ever want someone, and i we we rarely i'm actually i can't ever think of a time where someone asked me the question It's like, what did you really do to earn that earn that commission check because and with our agents, especially as they come in, and I like to work with new agents i don't i'm I'm sadistic, I guess, but I like to take the raw material and I'm a coach at heart, and I really like to kind of mold people and um and so being able to articulate and demonstrate your value is really important. So like I always tell my agents, like the most, if you go out and you're going to potentially list someone's home, the one thing that I want them to ask you that I hope they ask you is what's your commission rate and will you do it for less? Because when a seller asks you, will you list your house for, for less than what you, whatever your market rate is, they're automatically asking you, Hey, what is your value and can you demonstrate it? The other thing they're wanting to know is most sellers want to know that you're a really good negotiator. And if you can't negotiate your commission, guess what? You're not a good negotiator. If I, if I can't negotiate my my fee, really well, how am I going to negotiate for you when I really have no real interest in those dollars and cents that are kind of be moving around besides whatever my percentage is that I'm going to take from it. So I think, uh, I think the focusing on the value for me was extremely important when I started my real estate career, because I got started right before the housing crisis in 2008. And I knew that I had to, just completely demonstrate my value or I was not going to make it and not making it was not an option. And right. so from day one, it was about, okay, I'm charging this and I've got to be able to prove and articulate and demonstrate that I am worth this. And um, and we saw when in 2008, when the real estate market was declining, we saw massive increases in our business because we were very clear and our, our business was aligned with how, how we felt about ourselves. Personally, like the per, our personal beliefs and our business were aligned, we could go out there and really make some things happen and see some see some growth in the um, in our market share. So, and I think it's no different right now. Even though you know traditionally, just because we have a recession doesn't mean real estate's going to decline. Uh, right. It's only happened. You know, four out of the last six recessions actually real estate increased in value, and. So just because uh, but that doesn 't mean that people aren 't scared and people want that people need someone that they can trust, and so being able to articulate that value and solve their problem because the the beautiful thing about real estate is that we are we are in the crisis management business. That's exactly what a realtor is designed to do is to manage someone's personal crisis. And someone's personal crisis is way more important to them, by the way, than what's going on on a global world, global perspective right now. Their personal crisis is the one that you've got to solve. And if you can solve their problem, then you're going to be successful. And for that, for you was, you know, you, they, someone, even though it wasn't like a glaring problem, but someone solved your lifestyle problem and demonstrated the value of it and they got compensated for it and they should have.
0: That's right. You know, and, uh, you said something about negotiating, you know, what? something I've learned is that in a lot of cultures around the world, negotiating is a sign of intelligence. And so in some cultures, if you don't negotiate, then it's, they, they consider it a, a sign of, of, of a lack of intelligence. So, um, you know, I think that that's important to remember when you're out there doing anything. Is it's okay to negotiate? Because if you negotiate, the person better be able to back it up, like you just said. I mean, I it doesn't really matter what you pay somebody um, from a commission when you're when you're selling real estate. It matters what you get on the real estate with the value um, that you're that you're receiving. So. Um, you know, I, I've I've done a lot of transactions as a as a uh, seller and a buyer, um, and you know, it's always the person that I. You're right. I want to see. Hey, can you negotiate? I mean, I've had deals where I've had to negotiate the deal as much as the realtor. Guess what? I didn't use that realtor again.
1: That's the no people, bueno.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and so, um, all right. The other thing that we're talking about here is taking action succeeding during I, I hate to use the word crisis like you said Mike but it's succeeding during times where people are afraid okay and and I'm not saying you should be afraid I'm just saying that some people are. But so how do you get out of that fear? I mean, the the first of all, you've got to you've got to create some confidence and confidence is a skill set. It's not something nobody is born with confidence. We build that. And one of the ways that you build confidence is coaching, is if you have a coach that can help you become the best that you can be and even better than you can be. I, I gave my kids this um, this saying in a little cheap frame when they were in high school. And it says, if I treat you as you are, I make you worse. If I treat you, as if you were what you can become, then I help. Then I help you become that or something. I just butchered that. That, but it was <laughs> you kind of get the gist of it, Mike. Well,
1: it's kind of like the idea that we're not designed to be parents to have good kids. We're designed. We're parents so that we can have really good adults. Like the, that's right. You know, yeah. that's what. That's why we're parents. We're parents to produce really good adults, not necessarily really good kids. And uh, that requires living outside of the comfort zone and making sure that you feel that you know when when people are expected to go outside of their comfort zone and grow, they need that kind of uh, perspective from a coach to kind of help move them in the right direction. And that's exactly, uh, when I heard you say that, that's exactly what I thought of.
0: Yeah. And you know, uh, y- you bring up another good point. And Dan Sullivan said this in one of his books is he said, uh, I knew that my job as a kid was to be- become a good adult. Like, like, like so, I mean, I know that sounds really simple, but I'm not sure that these kids today, Mike, some of them understand that your job is to learn how to become an adult, you know, right. like, like, I know that seems simple and obvious, maybe to me at 55 years old, but I mean... You gotta that's what we're trying to teach you is how to become the best adult you can be. And uh another thing that Sullivan says that I always laugh at is he says, uh people ask him if he likes kids and he says, Yeah, when they turn about 40. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, part so, of that too is like I got a, I just I got a daughter who just turned 16. Yeah. And um so you know, she's got her friends that are turned 16. One of them just got a brand, just got a brand new Jeep for her 16th birthday. And you know, and so I, from day one, though, like I never wanted her to have the expectation that she was going to get a car when she turned 16. Yeah, I and mean, that's a huge responsibility. And to me, they had to have they completely had to have skin in the game. And so when she got old enough to start really saving money, um, and unfortunately we didn't know about IBC at the time, or we would have done this a whole lot differently. Yeah. Uh, we wanted her to understand that hey this is a this is a privilege it's not a right it's not something that you're going to expect to have a car at 16 and there's a so many learning um there's so much learning opportunity in this when you become 16 and you get a car from a responsibility standpoint and you know the value of a dollar all that kind of stuff it's like we're gonna we've always been one of our core values as a family is that my wife and i are going to meet the commitment level of our kids and so it's like You, you save up money for a car. We'll match it and we'll go out there and we'll, you know, we can shop for something together. And, and so I've had to keep reminding her, it's like all these kids are getting handed these automobiles. And I was like, listen, there's a, there, we could hand you an automobile. It would, but it would do nothing for the growth opportunity. We would be doing you a disservice because of the growth opportunity that is, that's affiliated with uh, turning 16, getting your license and all that stuff. So um, she, obviously there's times when she doesn't like it, but then we remind her of why we're doing it. And, and we've just kind of really kept her on pace and there's going to be, and I don't think she loves it now, but I think she does understand. And there's going to be a come a time when she's in her twenties or whatever else that she's going to really appreciate why we chose to do things the way we did.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You can't, when, when you, it's kind of, I know this is a, a funny analogy or hope, hopefully it works, but you know, like you go to, you go down by the beach and, and it says don't feed the birds. Right. Right. And so they
1: automatically want to feed the birds.
0: <laughs> so, so if you feed, why, why do they say don't feed the birds? Cause if you feed the birds, then guess what? The birds become, they, they become um, enabled and dependent on you.
1: And a nuisance.
0: And ultimately. a nuisance, right? right? Which is exactly what happens with your kids. If you if you give your kids everything, they become dependent and you're trying to get them to become independent. Correct. So the only way to get them to become independent is not to give them everything they need and let them go out and earn everything they need. And, you know, I, I've told this story, um, you know, I've talked about my childhood, but I had my first brand new pair of shoes when I was 13 years old. And I earned them, and right. I, I I cleaned them, you know. I I like I took care of those shoes. I didn't realize shoes didn't last forever at that point in time in my life. But um, but I like I earned it. Everything that I ever got, I earned. And so I've never been afraid to be on a hundred percent commission or compensated for the value that I provide. But if somebody would you know, enabled me, and I would have thought that I was entitled to a paycheck, regardless of what my performance was every week. Then, then I would, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today. And I think it's really important that you're right. And, and, you know, you live in a, in a, in a nice area in a nice part of the city in Louisville. And, you know, we live in a nice area and you go to the high schools and you see some of these cars, Mike, and I'm just blown away. Absolutely. You know, we're not talking about Beverly Hills high school or something. We're talking about nice, you know, nice schools, but some of these kids, I mean, I saw a kid in a G wagon that had to be 140 grand. By the um, way, that's
1: my daughter's dream car. So, you know, that's very timely right there that you brought it. That's what she wants. Sounds like that is not happening.
0: Yeah, that, uh, you know, look, I'm a, I'm growing up in LA and, you know, the mentality in California, you could be living in a, in an apartment and driving a seven series BMW. So, you know, I do have a little bit of that still in me, Mike, but, um, so I'm a car guy, but, but I would tell you that I still don't buy the kind of, I mean, I don't stretch it. I, I mean, I buy a car that's pretty affordable for me and, um, and, but I do like nice cars and those G wagons, when they go by, they, they are pretty sweet. So I have to agree with your daughter
1: a little bit. Well, there. I mean, the ultimate lesson that we're trying to, to get here is put your money where it grows and not where it shows. That's right. Sure you're I making, agree. A, making sure you're making a really good decision. And honestly, too the other part, to your point about the shoe story and, and knowing a little bit about your background and stuff like that, like it's okay to let your kids struggle. And yeah. let them struggle. That's where let growth fail. happens.
0: Let them fail. I'll tell you what. I've got three waves of kids, as as uh, as you know. I've got 32, 31, 22, and I have an 11-year-old granddaughter that lives with us full-time. And you know, I just count them all as four kids. And they, um, I'm getting better, but I'll tell you what. This 11-year-old, she gets away with nothing. She makes her own <laughs> breakfast. She makes her own lunch. She does her own laundry. She gets you know, in, in, in the, the older ones, I didn't let fail. I'd fight for them. Oh, they didn't do that. That didn't happen. Oh, they turned that in late. Oh, well, you should still give them a good grade for that. This one say, like, Hey, you're on your own. I guess you're going to, yeah, yeah. that's going to be enough. I guess you didn't turn it in. You know, so <laughs> it's, uh, uh, and you know what? She responds, they'll respond. You want them to learn that when they're young. So that's kind of coaching. Parenting is coaching. So one thing I want to really get to, Mike, and I want to spend the rest of the time that we have together today, I want to hear about your new venture. Outside of real estate, you said, and and and, and I'm the same way, and I would make the same statement. You said, I'm a coach at heart. So tell yep. me about what you're doing in that arena, because it's really exciting.
1: Yeah. So like just, and you, you had this person on a couple of weeks ago, but the, uh, I've been very fortunate in talking about how life is decluttered and opportunities have present themselves with the the current situation. Um, and one of the relationships that have really developed for me is there's a New York Times bestselling author out there named Michael Lennington, and uh, there's a, a, a performance coach out there. Her name's Kristen Tabbert, and the three of us have really hit it off. And uh, Michael was the co-author of the 12-week year that I referenced before. And it really just kind of chance happenings. I read the 12-week year maybe... Six years ago, I really liked it. Then I saw Brian Moran, who's the other guy who wrote the co- uh, the Twelve Week Year, who co wrote the Twelve Week Year. I saw him speak; it kind of rekindled. And then I just happened to kind of meet uh, Michael and Kristen, and um, we they they were moving; they were both moving to Kentucky. And um, so th- through that, we've developed a relationship. And just really started sharing some ideas and having some really great conversations. And we're like, hey, there's something here. And I shared with them some uh, stuff that I had been working on about alignment. You know, just understanding that most people, um, there's, there's a couple things that I really believe, Jim. I believe that we're all put on this earth for greatness. And we struggle at the beginning, try to really kind of identify the purpose that we are supposed to serve and and the gifts they are unique gifts that are available to us and how we serve it. So I believe that um, everyone is in search of joyful experiences, and for me, I know that's coaching I, I've had enough experiences to know that when I can impact someone in a way that really impacts their life, that's my greatest sense of fulfillment and joy is when I share my gifts with someone who needs them the most, with the people who need them the most. And so when I think about the principles that we have, the, va- the things that we value and those gifts, to me, that will help define what the purpose is. So like, I know that my purpose is not to be this unbelievable real estate agent. The realtor, being a realtor is a vehicle for me to impact other people's lives, to impact their family, to impact their wealth, and really understand what that's about. And so I was kind of explaining all this stuff to Michael and Kristen and we're like, you know, Michael got very excited and just talked about like there's a book here, which, you know, that will happen at some point. But we we basically started off. We were like, hey, we wanted to, we came up, we formed a company, it's called Align Life Pro. Um, we've got a podcast out that's very young. You know, I think we're we just we just released our fourth episode, but we're all passionate about impacting these people. We're all passionate about trying to help people go from where they are right now, align their potential so that they can optimize their performance and ascend towards success. And that's what we're trying to do with the Align Life Professional Podcast. And eventually, um, well, not eventually, like probably shortly after this airs, we're launching a private group of people where you can come in. And, and you have a business coach. I have a business coach. Business coaching lots of times is reserved for the people who can afford it. We want to give an affordable option to people who need it uh, in, in that very beginning stages. Cause could you imagine Jim, like if you go back to your 20 year old self and kind of give some of the habits and lessons that you have now, you know, the just the strides that you could have made, uh, and becoming even better. And you, you also, I know, lead a lot of, uh, younger people that need to have a little bit, that probably need to focus a little bit more in execution and how they perform and making sure that they're going towards their goals. And so we're going to put together this private group that's going to be, you know, uh, the conversations in this group are going to be very strong. They're going to get two group uh, coaching sessions a month with Kristen and I and Michael Lennington. Um, and we're going to help them come up with some accountability groups and all this kind of stuff so that we can take this group of young professionals. Not, and the, the, the term young could be uh, if you're young at heart, if you're 60 and you want to start going after Avenger, we'll take you. Uh, But it's all about having the right mindset of growth and abundance and that you want to get better. And we're going to help you find we're going to help you align yourself. We're going to help you figure out what that purpose is that you're supposed to do. We're going to help you uh, really bring everything together so that you can align yourself personally and professionally so that you can optimize your performance. Like I said, professionally. And still have a really solid personal life. You know, I don't. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's a. It can be a both and. You don't have to just sacrifice everything personally to go after what you want professionally. You can have both. You can have a really good uh, professional life and a really good personal life.
0: You know, you, you said a lot of cool things right there, Mike. Um, you know, I, I've uh, I've done a lot of different coaching, and probably I would tell you that. Even going back to, you know, 40 years or more, the coaches that I had as a kid impacted me and I've coached football and baseball and, and other sports. And, um, You know, I really like to impact people through coaching and then you get into business and you look for mentors and you get some advice here, but it's kind of scattered a little bit. And then, you you know, there's, there's some great coaching programs out there that you can spend you know, 25 to 50 grand a year and fly to, you know, places to spend a day of intensive uh, um, reflection and planning and working on your business with other entrepreneurs and professionals and, and you can do all of this stuff. I mean, it takes a big commitment. That's a big money. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worth it. it. It definitely is worth it. But what I was really Uh, excited about is there's no one that's listening to this show that would not be able to afford your
1: program. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to come in at a really competitive price point. And like I said, we want to be available. The money's important because you have to have skin in the game. Just like my 16 year old daughter had to have skin, has to have skin in the game when she buys that car so that there's some value to that car. So she takes care of that car. The money's important mainly because the skin in the game, gives you a little bit more of a commitment level. And at the same time, you know, we're it's it's going to be real affordable. $100 a month. Um, if you pay for the entire year up front, it's going to be $1,000. So you get two months for free. And one of my core values just straight out of the go-giver is to, and I think I've already, already said this once today, was to give more in value than we take in payment. I think you're going to get an incredible amount of value. And even in some ways that you don't think, um, uh, you know, because I think the community itself is going to provide a lot of value, but if not just the coaching experience from, uh, Kristen and I and Michael and the, the accountability groups, all that stuff, you're going to, you will have people understand that, Hey, I invested a thousand dollars in myself here to grow, but I got, a, I got a 10 X return on that thousand dollars and what it's doing for me, uh, from a personal and professional side. And I, and I truly believe we're going to be able to hit that. Uh, so Uh, And and if people are interested, we're going to be posting things on our website really soon. There's nothing on there yet, but maybe by the time this airs, um, alignlifepro.com is where people can go to register and get more information about this group.
0: So think about what you just said too. Okay, so I can pay a hundred dollars a month, but if I had the thousand dollars, I I pay a thousand bucks and I get twelve hundred dollars worth of coaching. So no, no, what, no, what,
1: what, no, no, no. I think you're going to get like twenty thousand no, dollars. I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry, but I'm I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me rephrase that. Okay, I can pay a thousand dollars, or I can pay twelve hundred over a year. If I pay the thousand, then what kind of return did I just get on my money? I just Whoa. got twenty yeah. percent on my money, right? Because I just saved, it was gonna cost me 1200, I only have to pay 1000. So I I made, cause if I save 20% then I make 20%, right? That's right. So I, you know, you're giving them an opportunity to make 20% on their money as well.
1: And you're getting the opportunity to, you know, Michael is a best-selling author and a national speaker. I'm a national speaker. I've, I've uh, picked that up over the last 18 months, where I've, you know, because of my passion for all this stuff, I've, I've spoken all over the country now, and my fees gone up, which means I must be doing a good job. And then um, just spoke at the the world's largest real estate conference earlier this month. Um, and and Kristen is truly one of the best performance coaches. We call her the queen of performance coaching. And you know, her the people that she works with and and nothing else. Like this is what I'm really excited about Jim was like we're going to help mold these people and we're going to see people flourish. And Kristen is working with high-level executives. And and so we're going to be able to see, you know, these people need talent and need, you know, one they're and obviously, when you have that one-on-one coaching experience, Kristen knows very much what's going on in these people's lives and who they need. And we're going to be able to help connect some people with just some amazing opportunities down the road. If you invest your, in, and you pour yourself into this program, um, the The possibilities for this group are endless. And if you're, if you're listening to this and you've got a team of people, I think training people and also just, um, I know that when you're training people, you sometimes want it more for your staff or for your team than they do, and it can be a, a major point of frustration, and it's a major time commitment. So j- just give it to us. Let us take care of it, and let us try to make them more productive. Uh, that's that's mainly what we're trying to accomplish here.
0: You know, you, you mentioned Kristen, and um, and uh, <laughs> she actually coaches one of the guys that is with Create Tailwind, and he fired his old coach after just talking to her in her initial uh, meeting and I think she's been coaching him for a few months now and he's done nothing but rave about her ability and her and uh and her coaching and her guidance so you yeah for a hundred dollars a month you're getting a lot of support and a lot of expertise and um if you can't make that hundred bucks work and, and I always think of things at least 10 X, right? At least 10 X. I don't want to say hundred X like some, you know, or thousand X, like some groups, but at least 10 X, if I put in hundred grand as something, I want to make at least a million bucks over whatever amount of time. So, um, you know, if you can't 10 X this, then something's wrong. If you can't, hundred exit, I would say something's wrong. So, uh, you know, I, I, that, I think that's great. I, I know where your heart is with this, Mike, in the, in the, uh, the go-giver and that mentality. And you definitely are a, uh, a go-giver out there and spreading that, uh, that, uh, that message, which I really appreciate and thinking of great books like that. Any other books right now that are coming out there or books that you've read that you would recommend to the audience?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, um, I, I, kind of going to work and, and testing out this thing, you know, that as well, you know, too, because I've kind of included you in this group, I put together a group to just kind of, uh, that naturally has grown to about 280 people of, uh, and just try to really send a positive message to this group of people of keep going, keep going, keep going. And we've never, again, never allowed the conversation to come in of like what we can't do or talked about crisis. We just talked about where, what we can do in the moment. And we've had some unbelievable speakers in this group um over the last two and a half months and uh so I'll, i'm going to highlight books from two of them okay. uh Mike McCallowitz uh who came on the show talked about fix this next yeah. uh, his fingers on the pulse and i'll tell you what the one thing that he's really hammering home right now is that this crisis is not the reason why if you're having struggles in your business it's not it's not the coronavirus's problem it's because you had this problem already and the coronavirus the, the crisis um just basically brought that problem to the surface the the ability to go through right now and fix your systems inside your business is just it's so valuable i mean i I honestly think that the people who strive during this time are going to look back at what's happened over the last two and a half months as one of the most impactful times in their business because they were able to go say okay here's where our systems are broken or for us like we have been focused on knowing that eventually the real estate market is uh even though it's it's at the beginning we didn't know it was gonna be so crazy right now we thought, you know, the fall could be our spring where it's going to be really busy and homes to come on the market and whatever else it's, it is busy right now. And so we were in, we said, Hey, how do we need to adjust our systems right now? So we can handle more load. Um, all that stuff is kind of in that fix this next book. We also had a guy named Todd Durkin, who's um, on the health and fitness side, but his whole book, his book is called Get Your Mind Right. And that book has been uh, awesome to read so far too. And he has just some really good inspirational messages. So like, if you're a little bit, maybe you're out of your exercise routine or you're just kind of in the dumps right now because of everything that's going on, because there's a lot of heavy things in the world right now. Heavy things in, in, in actually, not just the world, but those heavy things are in all of our communities. And we got protests and we've got the coronavirus and all this other kind of stuff. And there's just a lot of major topics you have to be so uh, careful about what you're allowing in to take residence in your brain you know things can be a visitor you, you can watch the news and you can have these thoughts and they can visit for a little bit but they can't take permit the negativity cannot take a permanent residence and that's really uh, what happens with Todd Durkin's book so Todd Durkin get your mind right Mike Michalowicz fix this next sort the two books that I would recommend
0: You know i love what you said there because you know what when you get a negative thought in your mind which we all do at some time but what you got to do is you got to get that the flow like you know it's kind of like that meditation thing when you're trying to meditate and be an add and and whatever else i am um meditation is not the easiest thing for me but like when those thoughts come into your head, you just got to like, they got to flow right out as fast as possible. And one of the secrets to success is how fast can you get those negative thoughts out of your head? Because most people let them put down roots and start to grow and then create doubt. And, you know, you said something about the exercise. So um, I've been, I've been writing my uh, road bike more and more and more and I listen to podcasts and I listen to books and uh, occasionally listen to music while I'm riding my bike and I ha- thank goodness for AirPods, uh transparency mode because I can hear the cars and I've got radars behind me it like tells me when a car is coming up everything else but uh, I'm just trying to tell you I'm trying to be safe but uh um the thing that i noticed is i i the other day i was just about ready to wake up it was about 4:15 a.m. and i noticed how deep of a breath i could take now i mean i feel like my lungs are twice as big as they were 6 months ago where my lung capacity is just so you know, it's just getting better and better and better. And by the way, you know, you mentioned 60, like it was old earlier. And I'm just telling you now that I'm 55. Did I say that? Did I say that? I don't remember. That. <laughs> it's one of the reasons that I'm moving to Florida, Mike is because the, the old people, yeah, the average age down here is deceased. So, um, you know, at 55, I'm, I'm, a, there's some, there's some neighborhoods that only for a week I've been eligible to live in down here. That's because I'm not old <laughs> enough yet. So, uh, you know, God bless Florida. But, uh, uh no but those are the, those are two great books and um we'll put those in this in the uh, show notes and if you want to get those books what i which i would highly recommend um you know mike i'm really excited for this venture that you're that you're doing and serving the community and and breakaway wealth uh audience definitely go and 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 uh check out the resources might give everybody the resources one more time the podcast the, yeah. the website
1: our podcast, you can find our podcast basically anywhere where podcasts are played. And it's called the Align Life Pro. Um, and a lo- the website is alignlifepro.com. And one other thing that I just want to mention about that too is we've had this just incredible team of young people that have come to join the three, Mike, me, Michael, and Kristen. And right now is a great time, by the way. If you're investing in your business and you can ha- take the opportunity to grow, You know, you mentioned it earlier, Jim, when people get scared taking action. And there's so much talent available. If you are in a position to grow, you can find these incredible people to help you grow. We've got this incredible group of three young people um, who have come aboard and really helped move the needle forward for us. And we're just really excited about where this Align Life Pro is going to go. We, you know, expect books to come out in the future. Probably expect some live events. Um, you know, the coaching program. We're going to start what we're starting right now with the podcast in the in the and doing this group um, of, of, we're calling it the ascenders. That's the, the name of the group. So if you're going to the website, alone, look for the, uh, the link to become an ascender. You can apply. It is an application process. We want to make sure that we got the right people in the room. Um, and we'll get started in trying to make everybody better.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And for the audience, Hey, don't be afraid. And there's, and if you are, there's only one thing that cures fear, Mike,
1: what's that? You got to take action.
0: Action cures fear, just like uh, from the magic of thinking big, Dr. David Schwartz. I think I got that right.
1: I think that's correct. Yes.
0: <laughs> Until next time. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, uh, you are the, the first repeat guest. And and uh, my money would be on you to be the, the third, uh, the first guy to be on three times. So thank you so awesome. much for spending time with us today. Thank you. Until next time out there. Break away wealth. Don't do things in a common way. Do things in an uncommon way and get uncommon results. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Oliver. Thank you for joining me.
1: Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.